0: All right, Praise God. It has been the something that has been stirring in my heart. And it's so interesting because we talked about Holy Spirit leading up to uh, the last month. And um, I briefly touched on, um, on the matter of feelings. You know, I talked about when the Holy Spirit is like our guide. It is the complete package. The title was an upgrade is available. So having a Holy Spirit is having pretty much onboard equipment like on a 747 compared to a Cessna where you're just flying by day and I mean but you're limited to how far you can go. But I did touch about feelings and how they can be misleading. And so um obviously how they can oftentimes, you know, I I, I talked about it. If we just only felt like going to work, you know, we probably didn't, wouldn't have a job. <laughs> if we only felt like loving our loved ones or our wives, only when we felt like it, we probably wouldn't have a marriage. <laughs> so our feelings are something that constantly Constantly change, so, um, so I started asking myself this question: Why trust feelings? You know, and I am not not in any way gonna condemn anybody for their feelings because we all experience it, and it's a normal thing because um, to experience feelings. But uh, the main purpose of the message today is just to how, how to identify and separate yourself from the feelings that pose as your ally, but are actually your enemy. So, and how we can handle, you know, is how we can decide and to make that decision and live by faith instead of our feelings. And so, um, there's really no good reason for us to trust our feelings. So, um, I was just asking some people, you know, my own questions just in regards to, hey, what, you know, if, do you trust your feelings? Things like that, you know. And some people say, yeah, yeah, I trust my feelings. Um, other people like, man, I don't know. Very inconsistent. They're all over the place. So, um but there's nothing wrong with having feelings, as I mentioned so um feelings mean that you're a human, so from the moment we we wake up uh, in the morning, we're experiencing feelings, and um we love feeling good, you know we love good vibes, you know everything it's like, oh yeah, today's sunshine but um but we don't we don't like bad vibes we, we don't like to feel bad that's really something that I guess even in psychology they say there's two things that a human experiences is that to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So two of the things that yeah, I guess our bodies are designed, you know, to do. But so nobody uh nobody wants to be in pain. And so the problem though um when we start when we uh start treating our feelings as if they are facts. And uh but feelings aren't our feelings aren't facts. And so You know, feelings fickle. You know, they change day to day. Um, Simple, you know, simple changes in in the weather. You know, we've experienced that. How about that spring snow, right? Yay! I don't know if you guys seen this video. Somebody did a pretty funny one. But I think every Alaskan can, can relate to that. Uh, it's a fella that, like walks out outside and it's like, oh, it's sunny. He runs inside and he puts on, takes off his jacket, puts on his shirt, so runs out and it's snow already. Uh, something that can probably happen in Alaska, but I'm just saying uh, things like that. Even the change in the weather can impact how we feel. And um, I know that feelings have, um, well, they have a lot to do with every day-to-day action, and so. Um, but everything that we do, we have the right to make that decision I mean, how we feel. Um, there are certain things you can. Like the first instinct, and I'm going to touch on it later, like waking up in the morning, you know. It's like, well, first instinct like, I, can, I wish I could sleep a little bit more. Kids kept me up half night or something like that. There's always going to be a reason. like That first instinct. But then, what you do next, and I want to talk about that a little bit later. But, um, but in fact, who you're with, you know, what song is being played. You know, sometimes we'll hear a song on the radio, like, oh, great song from my high school days. And you're like, yeah, and you're jamming out and you're feeling good. Um, or sometimes, what circumstances you're, you're facing. All of a sudden, you're like, oh man, all the struggle and oh, and, and just the feelings start bombard you. So, anyways, um, we can feel great in the morning, not so good by afternoon, you know. And, even with me personally, um, a lot of times I can feel like a champion, um, like a warrior at church, and I feel like a wimp when I come home, you know, like, oh, pff, that's just like as if the balloon is just like pff, blew up and then you're like deflated. Like, ugh. So um, can I, am I relating? Can we talk today? All right, perfect. All right. So um, I started asking myself, I'm like, why, like, why trust feelings? you know, feelings misled me so many times, you know, if feelings were a person, you probably wouldn't trust them, you know, if if feeling was your boyfriend or a girlfriend, you probably break, down, break up with them, I mean, I, I think so, because I'm only going based off me, so you judge yourself, that's all right, <laughs> but because they're not dependable, they lie to you, and they tear you down, it sounds like just a bad relationship, really, um, and if you trust them, if you trust your feelings, they will ruin your day. They will mess up your whole week. I mean, you know, if you started off with Monday that way, but the rest of the week is just going to be long. Uh, but ultimately, they can destroy your life, you know. And uh, that's when I touched on the subject of, I said, pilots, you know. When they're going through testings and stuff like that, you know. Everything in their body is feeling like, oh. You know, banking left. But in reality, they're going the opposite direction. They're banking right. And so, and they have to trust them, trust the monitor. So obviously feelings are misleading. And that's why I said it's very important to uh, underline that feelings can be dangerous and they can literally, ultimately destroy our life. So I'm talking about feelings today. Hopefully everybody's excited, especially guys. We like to talk about our feelings, right? <laughs> All right. So, um, You know, leading up to this, um, I felt really heavily that the Lord laid it on my heart. It's like, Lord, you know, when I was praying, you know, preparing for this sermon, and the Lord's like, hey, this message is going to be very important for certain people that are going to hear it because that could be that one thing that that person was missing or needs to make an adjustment or correction or take control of their feelings, and they'll be able to proceed or i should say progress in life um so because they often slow us down so anyways let's jump into scripture the antidote in, uh for trusting feelings is found in proverbs 3 5 um, trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight uh, you know, we often rush through this hard part, you know, we read, uh, like, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your understanding, and all your ways to submit to him. We, we may continue reading it, but we often rush over that part that says the hard part, you know, because the heart is where our feelings are trying to negotiate our actions. And that's what I'm going to talk a lot about today is feelings versus actions and how they can talk us out of our things when we need to act slow us down and what later on other set of feelings come in such as regret, shame, and it will attack you. So the heart is very important, obviously, you know, but here's the thing, I mean, saying this word, I'm sure you guys may have heard this statement before, um, we often even qualify to say, follow your heart, you know, go with your gut, you know, and it's not always a good advice because people tend to think that you're telling them, go with your feelings, you know? And that's how I took it. When somebody says, go with your gut, okay, Mm, I'm going to do this, all right? Um, And oftentimes, it just people ended up making a mistake, and then they're like, oh, man, what did I do that? So now we're understanding the question, like, do you trust your feelings? All of a sudden, maybe we're questioning ourselves a little bit more, questioning our feelings, which is good. It's what we want through this sermon. So... We need to identify what we're saying. So are we talking about holy? I want to make sure I point this out. Are we talking about holy spirit guidance, like divine guidance, or innate intelligence? And for those people that know, innate intelligence is the, every living organism has it. It's pretty much predetermined how God designed us, like, you know, just the whole system of recovery. If we get cut and how it naturally heals up. We're from the beginning thinking of like with the, from a small cell in the beginning, the beginning that when we start, you know, Coming into this life, really to turn into human beings, what color of the eyes we will have, everything, and just the whole how God designed us—it's just magnificent. So that's in it intelligence. Like you pick up a hot pan, you feel the brain, You're like, I should drop it. You're gonna feel like you should drop it. That's in it intelligence. Okay. So, and then there's divine guidance where the Holy Spirit is guiding you. I want to make sure we differentiate those things because those things are good, but if we're talking about feelings, it can be very dangerous. So. So I want to point out, just, you know, bring up some examples so we can see. I'm sure that every parent, you know, even the best parents at one point in their life. I'm a new parent, but I might <laughs> But, you know, it felt like smacking your child, you know, or somebody will say choking your child. I heard that, and I'm like, it's a little intense. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, you're like kids crying, screaming. You're like, you know what? I'm going to get in the back of this car. I'm going to show you, you know, I'm going to pull over. And then. And then you wait a little bit, and you're like, man, I'm glad I didn't act upon that during that time, you know? You just give a little bit of time, and you're like, oh, and it's just these feelings. So, you know, you may have a great job, and uh, but I'm sure there were days when you were like, you know what, I've been mistreated, you know, I'm going to tell the boss, I'm going to walk in there, I'm going to tell him you can take this job, you can shove this job, you know, and all of a sudden, later on in that afternoon, you're thankful <laughs> that you didn't say what you were going to say, because you probably would Might end up without a job. You never know. So the feelings, I'm just saying, feelings, feelings, feelings. They're always like all over the, all over the place. And how we deal with them. So are you relating today? I'm sharing this straight from my heart. So I want to make sure that to point out our heart is where our feelings assert themselves. So that's where when we're talking about says trust in the Lord with all your heart and that's where feelings come in. They pretty much they say, "Oh, your heart, it's my feelings." and that's the mistake that we've made, and I've, that, that's the mistake that I've been making you know on a consistent basis before, you know just leading up, and I think as you get older, you know you become older and wiser. Um, <laughs> you just uh, learn to deal with certain things because you're like, "Man, I've had these feelings before, and I, they let me down big time. So feelings constantly negotiate. They constantly negotiate our actions. Uh, and when you live by faith, you don't neg- negotiate based on how you feel. You base on your faith. So let me read that again. Feelings constantly negotiate your actions, but when you live by faith, you don't negotiate based on how you feel. There's this guy in the Bible, a uh, prophet actually, his name is ha- uh, Habakkuk. Um, I used to say Habakkuk. Uh, and Russian, it sounds completely different. A lot of times, the, the the names or the books' titles sound similar. You can hear it. In Russian, it's Naum. It sounds, doesn't even sound like Habakkuk. <laughs> so, um, anyways. But uh, this fellow was just going through a tough season. He was obviously an agriculture guy. And uh, and he writes about it. In Habakkuk uh, 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 17 uh, through 19. Though the fig tree does not bud... And there are no grapes on the vines. So, obviously, he's talking about farming. Um, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food. And you thought you had a bad week, you know? (laughs) Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. And then he hits this boom moment. Yet I will. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. Now, that's not normal. You know, because the normal things that you feel when you're going through that, like Habakkuk does, is not what he's doing right there. Not rejoicing and praising the Lord. Um, so you may ask, Habakkuk, are you okay? You know, you got nothing left. Maybe God forsaken you. He's like, and, and all these noises come in. blah blah blah, blah. Maybe this, maybe that. Or what do you think? and all this noise did da it and they're impacting your feelings you know but he goes yet I will you know even in tough seasons in challenging times I will rejoice i mean David constantly is negotiating his feelings. If you read through Psalms, he says, oh, Lord, why are you so weird? Why are you troubled? Trust in the Lord. You know, and a lot of Psalms, he's just, talk, he's just talking to himself. You know, yeah, this is sort of like a, a pep message, I guess. Yeah, I, I want us to come home and be like, why trust feelings? It's actually WTF. That's what the abbreviations are for. Um, Vic, why are you trusting your feelings? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. I love this one video that I've seen. I just remembered it was so awesome. This little girl, it's, uh, she's just, like standing on the bathroom countertop and she's looking at herself in the mirror. If you guys want to look it up, it will make her day any day. Um, but just like, I can do everything good. I love my mom. I love my dad. I love this whole house. My whole house is great. I can do everything good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just pumping herself up, you know? That's, that's what literally David was doing. Uh, and it's okay because we gotta constantly fight our feelings, you know. Today I woke up, I'm sore back. Yeah, I'm gonna lay down. Not gonna do anything. Um, yeah, if you're if we're gonna fall into our feelings, it's like a little trap that just always catches us. And you're like, eh, procrastinating. Do it later, later. Anyways, there's another fella I want to bring an example of. His name is Job, and uh, Job one. Um, introduces us to a man um, just blameless and upright, and you know, one who feared God and turned away from evil. He pursued right, you know, avoids evil. His reputation literally is blameless. And his reverence for God, you know, governs everything he does. I mean, this fellow is literally blameless before God. That's what the scripture says. But then the calamity sets in. I, I, I don't want to talk into details about it, but we're aware of it. It's just a blow after blow. He lost this, that, family... Everything. Totally. And then, notice this moment. Uh Further on, in chapter 1, uh, verse 20, notice the yet I will moment. Like, yet I will. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and fell upon the ground, and whined, and whined, and screamed. No, he did not. <laughs> it says, and worship. This is Unreal. So then Job rose, tore his robe, shaved his head. So he's devastated. He's going through pain. I mean, suffering, loss. We can't probably even relate what he went through. Maybe a little bit. But if you actually look at everything, you know, losing family, just everything you have, literally. Imagine losing your house, mortgage, everything. you got nothing left, really. Um, But then it says, he fell upon the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. (laughs) Job, are you nuts? You literally just lost everything. You know, and here he is singing the, Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're going to sing that in the end, probably. Sounds pretty good, actually. (laughs) But, yeah, and then, you know, he's like, the Lord, give us, the Lord taketh away. Doing the King James Version. Um, and in human understanding, just in our mind, it's just hard to comprehend. Like, and what normal, in what state of a human has to be to do such a thing. To be able to worship God in the midst of pain. You know, I love the song that we're just saying. Yes, I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. In all my days, yes, I will. I will worship the Lord. Yet I will worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. We're relating today. All right. So it's normal. You know, it's obviously not normal for the people of this world to, you know, understand that. Um, But it is for people of faith. And this is where I want to tie in with faith and go from here. So, why? Because their faith is greater than their feelings. And what is faith? You know, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, if you want to reference this, it's Hebrew 11.1, 1, of evidence of things not seen. You know, it sounds like crazy people believing in imaginary things, really, think about it, right? <laughs> it actually is funny, because the scripture says, later on, it says, Second uh, Corinthians, if, if it seems we are crazy, it's to bring glory to God. It actually says, you know, uh, yeah, we're nuts for the Lord, and for people of this world that have no faith, it's... Um, very confusing really what somebody passed away and you're worshiping the lord how how's that even possible but it is with faith amen so you have to have a a yet i will moment you know mindset when you live by faith uh because you the minute you decide to act the feelings will plot against you and talk you out of it they literally will just start sitting there and just like Okay, well, but think about this. But think about that. Think about the risk, you know. And uh, so the feeling part of you works against the action part of you in all aspects. It's, you know, it's not just, you know, in basic life situations, but in the relationships too. And I want to bring an example. So when it comes to relationship situations, you know, uh, it will be like, I know you've been wanting to, you know, start eating healthy, exercising, 2019 yeah here we come and then but you don't feel like that today do you um i'm just sharing my thoughts maybe not today maybe tomorrow not today not feeling like it today um Yeah, you know, i know you're gonna plan to tithe you know but uh have you checked your account lately you won't have anything left for yourself, you know. And then all of a sudden, one thing after another. But somehow, I mean, I'm catching myself, you know. Like I said, this is I'm sharing my th- uh, thoughts that I would experience. But then somehow, like I find a a deal on something, and I'm like, great deal! I got to buy that. And I'm like, I didn't really need it that. But for some reason, I uh, no problem. I'll get it for myself. But for the Lord, you know, uh, you know, we just get hesitant and like, yeah. Always, whenever we start taking action, your feelings will get in there, and they'll start negotiating. They'll take you out of your actions. So, you know, some of us like a clean car, and you're like, "Well, I'll get to it later, maybe later." You have like McDonald's bags in the back, like some stale bread and French fries, you know, laying on. That's it. It happens, you know, and it's. uh, But if you don't take action. It's gonna keep getting worse and worse. Same with the house, you know. If you people love clean house, but if you don't stay on top of it, your feelings will talk you out of it. Like I'll just do it later, just later, maybe later, maybe later, and it just goes on and on. You're like, ah, man, and you get frustrated, and then all of a sudden when guests come over, you, you know, you're like, oh boy, okay, gotta do everything, and then you're freaking out because you gotta do everything, you know, clean up. So. Anyways, I'm just, like I said, sharing my stuff. So this is a basic life situation. So, it's, you know, those kind of things. But I also want to talk about the relational things. How our feelings affect our relationships. So, you know, you perhaps wanted to make a peace with a friend, a brother, sister, whoever. And then, you know, your feelings just set in and start talking. And you're like, hmm, you know, you, Man. They, what, that, bro, can you believe he said that? You know, somebody's like, girl, you don't have no clue what she said to my other girl who told me about, you know, what she said about me. And it's like through three people like, you have no clue. Yeah, guess what? You're going to be offended in life. We're going to be offended in life. And oftentimes we're not going to feel like letting go. We're just like, ah, but so hard. And your feelings will talk you out of it. So as soon as you're like even thinking about making peace, you're like, but wait, but wait. And all of a sudden, you can almost feel the same feelings that you felt that moment. It could have been like 10 years ago. Like, oh, all of a sudden, you feel the burning in your heart. You're like, oh, am I relating? I'm talking about my situation. I had a situation where a kid was in the middle school, you know, called me a very mean thing. He's like, you Russian little stupid kid, you know. And I was holding on to that for, like, years. And then in the high school, you know, I'm like, you know what? That guy loves America. I like that he was very patriotic. And I'm like, and I love America. And I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to make peace with him. And I said, hey, man, you heard me back in the day. When? What are you talking about? I'm like, dude, I just want to say I love America. I am a proud American. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right. And that's it since then we became friends it didn't really go out smooth it's not like the kids have planned you know this is like eighth grade it's not like they have like a perfect moment they're like yeah all right cool um you know let's let's grab a drink later you don't do that you know when you're a kid (laughs) you're just like hey you know um i'm not gonna do it okay and then somehow like next day you're like best friends (laughs) i mean this is my situation you know so um but the main thing is your feelings will talk you out of something called forgiveness. And forgiveness is healing. And a lot of times, you know, we can't get to that because of our feelings. There will, Like I said, there will never be a perfect moment to reconcile with someone. Like, you know, you heard this like, you know, um, he's not ready, I don't think. Or you say, she's not ready, I'm not ready. Who invented this whole statement, like, I'm not ready, who's... There? It's never going to feel great. It's like, just now you're like, yeah, I'm going to go talk about the things you said to me before. I'm going to make this straight. I mean, maybe part of you deep inside the Holy Spirit is excited and it's just good. But your feelings, I guarantee you, as soon as you start thinking or doing that, it's like they will talk you out, you know, from that, taking that action. Amen? Yeah. So they sabotage our action and... So they undermine everything you want to act on. So take us out out of taking action. Those are the first set of feelings. And then when we don't, the second set of feelings roll in. And those things are called, as I mentioned in the beginning, regret, shame, guilt. You're like, oh, man. Uh, I had an example, you know, when I decided to, uh, not long ago, I was looking for an iPhone 8 and so i can take nice pictures of your kids you you know you got to take pictures of your kids and you got to make sure you take a lot of gigs so you can fit all the photos of your kids memories on there and so and i found a great deal i'm like wow that's a cheap price and i'm like hmm let okay well how about maybe they can and it was like for a really good price and all of a sudden i'm like all this things other things just because something is cheap and you're like i'm gonna offer i'm gonna lowball them again you know, instead of just saying, I got to buy that, and I had a, you know, I, I had something inside of me, like, that's a great deal, got to do it, got to take action, and I didn't. And, and then next thing you know, like, I lowballed, I was like, sorry, just, you know, I can't do that, you can take the full price offer, you know, that's, that's pretty low. And I said, okay, I'll talk to you soon. And then 10 minutes later, I'm thinking, okay, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to text him again, i text texted him again on, you know, Messenger, and like, sorry, I sold uh so like i said re- in reality things situational is that w- we can have a deal we know it's like oh i gotta get a boat and like that instant or something you know you found a boat for a great deal a lot of times you gotta go you know boom take it um uh, they say there's a five second rule in psychology you know and not the five second rule about dropping the food <laughs> you're like hey you know it's not like the germs that wait there hold on guys five seconds we're gonna wait i are gonna grab food after five seconds okay let's do it no um i'm talking about Um, they say that if you don't act upon within five seconds, like, let's just say, um, you see a dangerous situation, you know, and if you don't act, if you're hesitant within that five seconds, all of a sudden your brain pretty much turns against you and it thinks that you're in a survival mode and it, they start deteriorating you. You're like, oh, and then you're like, you don't know what to do. You get pretty much in this, they call it a freeze zone or something. And, uh, So that's what I'm talking about. So I want to don't get too sidetracked. But every any decision we'll make, there'll be uh, things, feelings that will talk us out of it. So reading the Bible, you know, every day. You know, you're like, yeah, beginning of the year, I'm going to start reading the scripture. I guarantee you, as soon as you make that decision, day one, all right, day two, uh, three. uh, And then the fourth day, you're like, man, you know, I'm going to just postpone it until tomorrow. Then you postpone it to a week. Week turns into a month. Month turns into new year, and then new year here we come. 2020. I'm gonna start it. I'm gonna do it. So our feelings will talk us out. There'll always be a reason to not to do something. And uh, I remember when I, you know, decided to invite Eric, you know, over. I, I see him at church, and I see Eric and Andy. I'm like, they're so cool and awesome. We need to hang out. And I came up, you know, to him I'm like, let's hang out, man. Let's let's do this. And we're like, yeah, we gotta do it. You know, you know how people say like, let's hang out sometimes. And for but for the longest time, I've been wanting to do that. But for, there's always something that keeps popping up, you know. And then one day, I'm like, you know what? That's it. I'm going to take action. Because there will always be a reason. Well, you got this going on. And then you got this going on. I'm like, no, let's put it on the calendar. That's it. Started practicing this thing, putting it on the calendar. So you can have a big calendar in our kitchen. I'm like, putting down and doing this, you know. We can actually do that with, you know, anything really in our lives. So, but we, we heard that, you know, we should hang out sometimes. The thing is, relationships are very important, and we need to act upon them. And so if you wanted to invite a brother or sister, you know, somebody from church, just do it. Just go for it. Before your feelings will set in, yeah? Because uh, we will always be busy in our lives, you know. We will always have babies, you know. And then the babies turn into toddlers, and then they're like, oh, well, you don't know what toddlers are like. You know what, when they grow up a little bit, you know, we're going to calm down, things are going to be great. Then they turn into teenagers, I bet, and it's like, oh, a new level. Oh, man, yeah, sorry, not not, not right now, man. I, I got the situation, you know, We're talking boys and the girls and all that situation. It's hard right now. There's always going to be a reason to talk you out of making something, you know, spending time with someone. And so, um, so I want to encourage, you know, everyone to take action. Amen? All right, moving on. So you can't always control feelings, but you can decide your actions. So I'm talking about feelings, actions, feelings versus actions. And so uh, Ecclesiastes, um, chapter 11, written by, you know, wisest man and whoever lived, Solomon. Uh, It says, he who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. In the morning, sow your seed. And in the evening, withhold not your hand, for you do not know which will prosper. This or that, or whether both alike, will be good. So it means like, in the morning, you know, sow your seed. So if you wake up in the morning, that first instant feeling, oh, sleep. I want to feel it. it's like sleeping in. No. Boom! Take out. Yet I will. I'm gonna get up and say, "Why well, trust feelings?" I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna do this. Um, if you don't put effort in anything, really, you're not gonna be able to achieve anything in life. And that's, you know, I've I've been postponing things all my life, and I'm like, man. But you get so excited when you pass that first instant feeling, you just go, "Wake up! I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." And you get better and better at it. And uh, but yeah. For example, if you don't put any time in your lawn, you're not going to have a green grass, you know. You're not going to have a really nice lawn. So for long as I put so much, you know, I was like, because I kept seeing, you know, by faith, I'm like how my kids are going to run around. I still had Alita, and Alita was a baby, but I can totally see her playing soccer, you know, on this lawn. And uh, so I saw that picture, and I just kept, you know, in front of me, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that for her. And so it took time. It was extra seeds, spent a lot, you know, money and things like that, but it's worth it. So when you're in the morning wake up, you know, that's why what Ecclesiastes talking about. He who you know, observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. So, if you you know, if, imagine, obviously, agriculture example again. But, you know, a farmer wakes up and is like, mm, there's a cloud out there. You know, it so says he who observes <laughs> clouds. Um, and it's like, oh, a little too windy today. I, I guarantee you, any time, uh, uh, a, a lot of times you'll wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, man. So nasty outside, you know, it's, oh, it's too wet, you know, I can't believe, what kind of spring is this? And then the other days, will be like so hot, and you're like, oh man, it's too hot to go to church. I'm, I'm going to take it you know, we should go camping, or maybe I should just stay in and watch the TV. Things like that, feelings constantly negotiating. But anyways, I, uh, on the way here, um, I actually was reading an article about uh, a uh, fast food chain, Chick-fil-A, you guys heard of that? We still don't have them in Alaska, I don't think, but I'm looking forward to them landing here one day. Um, but it's uh, owned by a Christian fella, um, Dan Cathy. and um, in the beginning, you know, in creating this business, you know, he made that decision, you know, that they will honor the Lord by not working on Sundays, and until this day, they do not work on Sundays; they're closed. But here's the thing: it's number one fast food chain. And it is growing at a 15% rate a year average. You know, that's incredible. And they're, check this out. 4.2 million per unit. I just looked up some statistics. I think it's 2018 statistics. Um, 4.2 million per store, okay? And second place, I think, McDonald's with 2.5 million per unit. Uh, Third place, I think, Starbucks, just under a million. And, uh, but check this out. So the last Super Bowl was played... um, at Atlanta Stadium, if I'm not mistaken. But I was reading about, and there's Chick fil A inside the stadium. And take a wild guess. <laughs> they were not open on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are like, wow. These people are crazy. You know? Imagine the money they're, ma- you know, could be missing out. You know, I calculated and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow. Fifty-three Sundays a year. That's a lot of money. And how are they number one food chain right now? So they made that decision based on principle. They did not go with their feelings. Like, oh, we could be making this. I can imagine at one point, especially in the beginning. It's easy to say right now, but imagine like in the beginning, you know, Dan Kathy's like sitting there, like the business just starting, like, nope, we're not gonna work on Sundays. It's tough. And, that uh, no, the business is flourishing and they, they just keep expanding and growing at this rate that that's um, kind of cool. Not long ago, I read somewhere, um, that was Entrepreneur Magazine that we have in the office and it says, Chick-fil-A makes more per restaurant than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined and it's closed on Sundays. That's pretty amazing. But like I said, I'm sure they were tempted, like, no, we're going to be making this money. No, the Lord honors our faith, not our feelings. Um, I want to bring a couple of examples from the Bible. You guys are still awake? Excellent. All right. Am I relating today? Amen. All right. So, you know, fella uh, Noah, I'm going to bring an example. So just imagine, you think Noah, you know, the Lord tells, hey, Noah, build the ark. So I don't know how God spoke, you know, specifically to Noah whether, you know, I mean there is passages talks, you know, how the Lord was giving him a set of dreams, but do you not think, you know, do you think Noah was always giddy about waking up in the morning like, yeah, let's build a boat? And you know, some according to the research and they there's no exact numbers, but they assume he was building between thirty to forty years. I mean, building an ark. You know. Really crazy, you know. Imagine building a cruise ship in the back of your house in the hopes that one day the water is going to come to you. I, I, I can imagine, you know, I mean, there must have been some po- some point in, you know, Noah's life, you know, where he was questioning God. Like, am I doing this thing? I mean, like, how long is this going to last? You know, imagine, like, maybe perhaps... You know, sitting after 20 years of building, he just sits down one evening, just hanging out in the backyard and you're just, you know, sitting over fire having a drink or something. And he's just like, Lord, you know, if this water ain't coming, this one's on you. You know, like you would put in so much time and effort, but you put so much sacrifice and you're thinking, man, is it worth doing it? No, faith. And, you know, I, I can't imagine, you know, think about it. For Billing, for, for that long a period, it's 20 to 30 years, you know, they say even up to 40 years. And imagine. And it talks about how people ridiculed and made fun of him. For that many years, being just bashed, made fun of, you know, by local CNN of the time. I don't know. It's just. It's, it must have been very devastating, you know, like difficult, too. And then you're like, he was a human just like any one of us. And so, but No building based on decision and faith not by how he felt amen and what happened you know i don't know he probably was laughing on that boat ha. Ah, no i probably wasn't i'm sure he was a godly man he felt sorry for all the people that were already there because the door the lord closed the door It was shut it's like no moment passed you guys had it you, you could have made that decision the lord offers everybody you know choice nope they didn't believe it. Ha! Ah, rain, rain, rain. Next thing you know, I bet when it got up to, you know, probably waistline, people were already probably wanting to smash the door. But uh, I'm sure the Lord already foresaw that in advance and gave him a, a nice, you know, design. How to withstand all the riots and all the people that were, you know, against him. So, um but no, man of faith, you know, he's stuck with it. Um we already talked about, you know, the subject of David, you know, and he, he's constantly fighting the feelings, and the morning wakes up, and like, I don't feel like it, Lord, but I will, pray, I will bless the Lord with all my heart, and yet again, we also catch an example of David falling to his feelings, and what did those feelings cause him? Serious loss, serious loss when he wanted to take someone else's wife, It's like, oh, you're going to have to pay for it, falling for feelings can be very dangerous, amen, and one of the best examples I love to use Joseph. It's just for me, it's just a, almost an example of Jesus Christ Himself, really. But in the Old Testament. Um, but you didn't. Pastor Mark briefly touched on it as well, talking about you know when we were talking about forgiveness and knowing how the Holy Spirit works within us. And anyways, so do you not think when Joseph's brothers showed up after all those years, what they did to him? You know, do you not think Joseph was tempted to smack him? You know, to really just make him feel the pain of all, the, everything that he experienced, you know. I bet, you know, it was, it was difficult. I mean, he also faced, you know, some people say like, oh, only that's the issue. No, he actually faced the sexual temptation, every man's battle, you know. Potiphar's wife, you know, he ran away from it. You ran away. I mean, I'm sure the feelings were there. I mean, it's not bringing us the details and stuff like that. But when you're around somebody at a higher elite level, you know, you're thinking maybe the other thoughts creeped in. if I, you know, get that woman, maybe like Joseph, like David was thinking, I don't know. And like, hey, maybe I'll become, you know, next guy in line because Potiphar had a pretty high position. But yet again, nope, fought his feelings off. Amen. And then the other ones, like I said, when the brothers showed up, it's like, ugh. You know, it's so interesting because look at this. Just to observe his feelings and his fight with feelings. Um, Fixed, you know, just different emotions. I just took a couple of notes here. So he puts his brothers to the intense moments, you know, obviously. You know, but he's like, should I punish him or should I not? So every little action he takes, you can see a mix of emotions happening. So first he doesn't reveal himself. He's like, uh, uh, I need an interpreter. You know, uses somebody else like to pretend that he doesn't understand them. You know, he just, you know, messes with them. And then he accuses them of being spies. You know, he's like, and then he's like, ah, angry. He's like, throw him in prison. He throws him in prison. And then says after the third day, he's like, well, you know what? Um, yeah, I'll just take maybe one guy. And then. And then he's like, well, I want to do something nice. Because at the same time, he's feeling sorry. I mean, he, all that emotions for years. And imagine, then he's like, you know what? No, I love my dad. I'm going to put the silver back. I'm just, you know, thinking out loud what possibly could have been going through Joseph's thoughts. Puts it back. So, feelings, negotiating actions. Feelings, negotiating every action that he's doing. I would not be surprised, you know, because he talks with them, He's like, you spies. And then runs in the back, cries. I wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, his slaves install a punching bag in the back in his office. It could have been, you know, it's just—it's difficult. You know, you're like, oh, and then you come back and you cry, and you're like, man, you guys did this. You did me dirty. Uh, I'm gonna pay you back, but then no. So, but ultimately, you know, he did not allow his feelings of bitterness, of hurt, you know, and he had a full right to be upset, right? Why not? But yet again, he made the decision how he felt, what he's going to do, how he's going to act. Not normal, like I said, not normal. He's like, yet I will. I will forgive my brothers, and I will love them. And then I like how he says, like, what you guys were intending to do evil, Lord used it for good. Isn't that amazing? If we can just say that about every situation in our life nowadays. If something happens, like, well, the Lord's going to use it for good. That, that's what the Lord does. He literally will take something that's very difficult in your life, you know, and you can turn it for good. But how you act upon it is very important. Do you allow your feelings to get, cave in and be like, you know what? I'm out of here. Done. I'm not going to deal with this person anymore. Or do you listen to the Holy Spirit and you're like, hmm, No. That's not, what, that's not what my spirit's telling me to do. That's not what divine guidance is telling me to do. And, um, you know, and in the end, ultimately, think about it. And just what I want to end with. Um, even Jesus himself, you know, when he was doing a huge thing for us. The main thing, the reason we are we are here today, you know, and he's like, Lord, if possible, let this cup pass me. I do not feel like dying. I do not feel like, you know, he was a human being. Yes, he was a God, but he was in our human body experiencing the same feelings. Think about it. Like just being spat in the face, you know. Beaten for nothing. For No. No, 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 no. no. Every, I bet I could see it like he was planning to do that. And he's sitting there and it's so intense. That's why it says his sweat turned into blood. Nope. Yet I will. I will do this. I will do this for my children. Because he saw that vision before him. And he did not allow those feelings to get to him. So, we will face feelings every day in our life. We walk out of here, man, somebody will cut us off and you're like, man, you just came from the church? God bless you. (laughs) Yet I will bless you. <laughs> Pulling up in the traffic light, you hoping they would look at you. Be blessed. Roll down the window. They're like, I'm not going to roll down the window. I can imagine that you're like, no, I just want to say God bless you, man. Are you probably didn't see me? That's okay. Love you. Bless you. How my daughter always says, love you. Bless you. Oh, man, I started using that and saying that all the time. But the moment we will, Decide to do something, you know, the feelings will negotiate, (laughs) you know, do this. Somebody says this, you're like, oh, I got something better for you. Wham, you know, it's like uh, you see the the political spheres all the time leading up to elections. All of a sudden they dig up dirt on each other and then they just want to use that as a weapon. Like, aha, oh, it feels great. You know, Um, I talked about it earlier, you know, in my previous sermon about feelings. Like you let it out. You, you, You tell somebody what you feel. You just let it all out. And you feel good for the, like first like, you know, twenty ten, twenty minutes, maybe, first day, and you're like, huh. And you're like still like shaking and like, oh, I just felt like I was in the back of the boxing match. And then you're like starting when all that settles down, you're like, Oh man. I feel very bad. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. It's not that's not a very Christ like thing that I just did. It's not that's not covering the Somebody with grace. So, but we will face feelings and it's important to identify the feelings, stop them from negotiating us, from taking action. Um, and, uh, perhaps, uh, we will have more time to talk about it next time. Um, uh, not sure if I might be able to continue next week, but, um, I want to talk about, you know, the second part of the feelings, how we can change that, how we can, how we can change what we're feeling just about in our own heart. And I'm excited to share about that next time. So hopefully we'll be able to get, get around to it. But uh, uh, let's stand up for a prayer and then we're going to end up with the song, Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. Why not? <laughs> so, all right. Father God, we thank you so much that you're in this place, Lord. We thank you for your word that is living, Lord. Um, we're so grateful for everything that you do in our lives. And we have no reason, no reason to trust our feelings, Lord, because how many times we have felt something and we were wrong. But when we trusted you, Lord, when we just waited in a moment and said, Lord, I surrender to you. I give you this situation. Our feelings even changed, Father. Lord, we are people of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, Lord. And if any anybody that's experiencing in their hearts or there's been battle, if there's something that you've been struggling with, um, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. We're just going to let's just pray right now in our heart. And I'll be able to pray over you. And perhaps you specifically see that one person or maybe a few, you know, whoever it is. I believe the Holy Spirit is telling you perhaps to reconcile with that person. Or perhaps you've been putting off to do certain things, you know, to make better you know decisions in your life. Healthier choices, perhaps, you know something that you always wanted to do something for the Lord, and you know whether it's whatever it is, the Lord sees your heart. I think there's specific thing that the Holy Spirit's laying on your heart. Let's just surrender right now to Him. Hallelujah, Father. You see this, you see my situation, Lord. And Lord, you have given us faith, and we have such an advantage, Lord to be able to be led by your Holy Spirit. We do not want to be led by our feelings. I don't know. We give you everything, Lord, right now. We surrender this situation, Lord. This person that I'm bringing before you, Lord, you will help me make that decision, be able to reconcile with them. How Whatever it is that the Lord is speaking to your heart, please acknowledge that. Do not just go here and after that and like, uh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. No. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to set a time and date for this person. I'm going to spend time with them. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. And uh, let's worship together. Amen.